Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're normal or deranged, from watching the Northern Lights to everything had changed, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. There is a dream that we both used to share. Now that dream's a nightmare. It's my co host, Evan. Though we share the same memories, and I swear that's his face. Did he bury the co host I love? And pick up the mic in his place. <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. It's your pod person, Saker. Hey. That's correct. <laughs> um, yeah, the original one uh, passed away, but I was sent How to... How did he die? Um, podcast sickness. Unfortunately, <laughs> we, did, sickness? We, we did 80 episodes. Pod sickness took him. Uh, so I'm yeah. going to take over for the second I've, half. I noticed he looked a little thin every time. Like he was wearing down every, every top podcast took a piece of his soul yeah basically and grow it back I, i'm amazed that you are so hardy after uh after well, I, so I long. gain strength you gain strength from from the, That's the only ladies. reason i'm doing this not for bare naked ladies just from doing this podcast oh, okay all right so yeah. the fact that people the more hear people you, ha- the more people who hear my voice the more bits of souls i can collect sure you're like a small god the more people that believe in you well i take time from people yeah okay sure. like uh like people are giving me like i mean right now by listening to this you're giving me a piece of your life uh, our future guest is giving me a piece of his life. All the listeners are giving me a piece of their life. And I, I know every download just makes me more powerful. Sure. I feel so tired just looking at yeah, your lips. You should slap. all be feeling tired. Uh, a little bit tired. Listeners, um, if you've died recently, please email the <laughs> podcast. We want to know your story. I need to know more about Evan. Ev, is, is it because of the lore? Is it because you are a demon summoned? No, no, okay. no, no. No, that has nothing to do with this. No. Good. Demons don't eat souls. Sure. I eat souls. Sure. And, and time. So it's, but it's completely unrelated to your backstory. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah. just something you like to do. Not like. Have to do. Yeah. Thank My you. My apologies. Thank you. Thank sure. You. Certainly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I prefer to eat human food like everyone else. We've talked about vampires a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would feel bad if you were a vampire? Ooh. Well, I don't think so because I think I would like target people. Like I'd start off with that thing like where, you know, you eat animals and you're like, okay, well, sure, sure. and then I would, I think I would be good with it at every step because i would start killing people who are bad people like sure. i would like hunt down like the republican congress like okay. republican congressmen <laughs> okay. and things like that and so like i feel like i'd be i'd feel like justify it that way and then slowly i would as i lost my humanity i would like spread out more sure. and more so i don't think at any step of the way i would feel incredibly bad about it sure but you know i would be a monster just enough morality to make yeah. you feel like you were doing okay yeah yeah okay until so I'd be like i only hunt down republicans or conservatives i only hunt down republicans i only hunt down men I only, hunt down, like, <laughs> I only hunt down white people. Yes, I only yes. hunt down. So now, it, it just <laughs> sure. keeps broadening and broadening sure, sure, until, sure, sure, until sure. everyone's fair game. Okay, I see. I only hunt humans. Okay, right. Wait, so you started with animals and then you end with I only hunt humans? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what... Humans why? taste best. Okay, so then it becomes not a matter of morality, but a matter of taste. I'm also making the world a better place. I'm calling the herd. Sure, you're letting nature reclaim its own. I am a predator. <laughs> You know who else is a predator, Ev? <laughs> Jeez, don't please don't let that be his introduction. Okay, okay, okay. You know who else is a vampire? What okay. can I do? Is that okay? You know who else is a human? You know who else is a human? He's a musician in Man Man and Mr. Heavenly. He's been a featured player in podcasts like Who Charted, The Gino Lombardo Show, Hollywood Handbook, and The Neighborhood Listen, and he's the lead engineer at Earwolf. It's Brett Morris. Hi, Brett. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I, I'm. Uh, let me just clear the air. I'm not a predator (laughs) unless you're talking about the awesome movie in which case in which case you are a predator 
Well, I mean, that would be probably the best type of predator to be. Sure. I suppose yeah. so. Like stalking through the jungles, ripping out people's spines. Yeah. Yeah, sure. With sweet dreads. Yeah, uh, there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Hunting, hunting aliens. Killed by Carl Weathers. Wait, did he's Carl? not killed by Carl Weathers. No, killed, killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That makes and a lot Danny of Glover. Sense. Wait, is Carl Weathers even in that movie? Carl Weathers is in the movie. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. They do that sweet uh, thing where they, he and Arnold like clap hands oh, and it yeah. just like, it just like, Closes That's in on the their meme. biceps. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Perfect, perfect stuff. Yeah. What What other kind of predators are there? I mean, we've like got... There's the... like predators in nature. Sure. Like lions and shit. Brett, you proudly proclaimed immediately that you were not a predator. Are you then, in fact, prey? prey. Oh, good, good point. Um... I, I mean, got to pick. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't make the guest regret being on the show within the first 30 seconds of them speaking... Yeah, God, then... you guys are really... <laughs> This is we are journalists, and this is an interview where we get to the bottom of shit. This is very hard hitting. You really put me on the spot. Do I want to be hunted down, or should I be arrested? Sure. Um, <laughs> if there's a nice middle ground, I feel like, uh, yeah. What's what's in the middle of of I don't, predator I don't, and prey? I don't. That's the omnivore like dilemma. Like a dolphin or something. Sure, a dolphin. I think that's how the scale goes. Predator, dolphin, dolphin prey. prey. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> You've engineered enough comedy bang bangs to know how would you rather works. You don't need to do this. Right. <laughs> you know the rules. Um, <laughs> Brett, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, music, of course. This is a semi music podcast, and we're not talking about vampires or predators. Um, you are uh, a touring musician from time to time. Um, can you tell us, give us some insight into touring? What are because we've never had a touring. We've had uh, smaller musicians on before, but uh-huh. when you're when you're with people on the road. Um, is that an experience that you like enjoy or is it something that you, you grow to dislike or just give us a little insight into the touring experience? You know, what's funny is that, um, like you hear so much and I don't, I don't doubt it because I've never done like one of these marathon tours, you know, where you're on the road for like three years. Sure. Oh Jesus. But, um, you know, you hear so much about, you know, the grueling, road and how how tough it is and how much of a life and i gotta say like i really enjoy it oh good <laughs> like, oh, cool it weirdly makes me feel like i come back feeling like i'm younger or something <laughs> like there's something about there's something very actually like healthy feeling about it like mm. you would think that you'd think it would just be this um burning the candle at both ends and grueling experience and and uh I don't know. You, it, it's kind of nice. You sort of outsource all, like daily regimen kind of decisions. Sure. And like all you have to focus on is like you know exactly when you have to get up. You know when you have to leave for the day. You know what you have to do. There's not much wiggle room. Like mm-hmm. y- you show up, you get in the van, you go to the next <laughs> town. Right. You have a you have a fun drive. You know. You know the show you have to play you just kind of get better and better every night which is super like gratifying and super fun obviously you get like a weird dose of each town that's (laughs) super fun like i just love like traveling and seeing new places and getting a a feel of each city yeah so that's i don't and then you're like then you're kind of there's not actually that much time for partying or staying up super late and getting wild like you kind of have to hustle and get right back in the van after the gig half the time Hmm. 
and stay in some hotel like adjacent to the town. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, like, you know, halfway on your way. So it's kind of it almost feels like this healthy routine after a while. <laughs> That's bizarre. Oh, that's my experience with it. <laughs> that's fantastic. So you're, yeah, like Evan, a, a, an energy vampire. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah. so you said you said you get better every night on a tour. So as a as someone who goes to tours, would I would it be better to go at the beginning of a try to get a show at the beginning of the tour where they have where you have lots of energy, or at the end of it? Well, actually, no. For you, it would be the end because you have energy and you've the gotten skill, better. Yeah. <laughs> but like on a general tour, do you think it would be better to go see the band early or late? On the tour, I I think from my experience, l- late. Oh. Like I've found that the last show of the tour often is the best one. Okay. Sure. One of the best ones. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is I can't just... speak for every band. You know, I'm not in a band with like well, Axl Rose or something. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> like, I thought that's why we brought you we're on. We're about to like punch <laughs> each other in the face by the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we specifically you brought you on to speak for every band. So I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to do that. So <laughs> nice if you could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. It's touring for, for podcasts, a different story. Do you, do you <laughs> oh, also feel energized? Oh man. <laughs> uh, you know, touring, I've only toured, let's see. I toured with comedy bang bang recently. Right. And I I think for them they might not say the same thing about being super energized to do the show by the <laughs> sure. end of the tour. Who knows? Again, I don't want to speak for them, but right. I, it it's as fun as as you would imagine it to be. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's okay. very fun, especially okay. with that crew. It's like it's different than being with a band. Yeah. Obviously, like the the sense of humor is very advanced. <laughs> sure, um, I imagine. Th- where we stay is much nicer and <laughs> you know, there's just more and it's a shorter, you know, dose of touring. Right. Yeah. So just pretty fun all around. And for oh, me cool. the the job is like fairly simple. I'm just gonna record it <laughs> so I'm more along the for the ride. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> cool. So uh we, we of course as we always regret to say, this is a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, um, and we find that a lot of the guests that we have on this show kind of got into that band, at least in their high school years. Tell us about your high school musical taste briefly. Like, what were you into back then? Uh, and uh, yeah, what, what kind of bands? I'd just like to say before I answer that, it would be very funny if you didn't tell anyone that it was a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, we have and a you music just say, podcast? You we just really tell people have. it's a music podcast. We're sure. going to ask you questions. <laughs> And then just drop it on them. Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and the happens. specific song. Like, hey, so what did you think of Have You Seen My Love? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. I feel like that would go good um, with some guests. My, <laughs> what I listened to in high school was the question. Yeah. Um, I, I got into, let's see. I got really into the sort of early 90s grunge and mm. like through, through uh, my older brother and just the time it, it like when I was in actually in elementary school, like, I don't know, nine or 10 years old. Sure. And then that grew to like Metallica and then that graduated to like Megadeth and, and hardcore like thrash metal. And then, um, but I was always raised on like oldies and, and the Beatles and Stones sure. and, and folk and Bob Dylan and, and like, just the whole sort of rock and roll. Sure. I don't know. Chuck Berry and, and sure. all that stuff. So I always loved that. So I was kind of like, yeah, it's like a, a crossbreed between like metalhead mm-hmm. and um, 
kind of like like old soul music oh, cool. yeah hist- like encyclopedic type but that who is like sort of always against like i shouldn't have been so against the, the current music at the time because like i was in fucking high school <laughs> like, <laughs> i should have just enjoy- enjoyed it and then that, it, like some of it i really liked but um I was like already kind of like the old guy mentality of just like this new stuff isn't yeah. as good as the old <laughs> stuff, you know. But um, yeah, and, and I liked heavy music. I was always like into metal and hard rock and and grunge stuff. So, but but I did also love hip hop. The again something about the more aggressive like the NWA and gangster rap and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. But um, some of the the sort of swing in the '90s to uh, well, no pun intended, to like swing, swing. dancing <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and ska and, and pop, and then bare you know naked me. ladies came on. I was like, I was kind Checked of uh, yeah, I was just sort of like, what is happening? Like, why sure. are these dorks <laughs> taking over music? It's supposed to be long haired, depressed. <laughs> Junkies making you know <laughs> angry music for some reason, and then emo saved but that us wasn't all. me. I was <laughs> if you looked at me, you would think I was just like another like preppy kid, probably. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in in one word, uh, famously, Paul McCartney. You're a big Beatles fan. Paul McCartney said that the Bare Naked Ladies could outsing the Beatles any day of the week. Having heard, he did not say at that. least two songs. I'm sorry, that's more than one word, Brett. Having heard at least two songs <laughs> by the Bare Naked Ladies, do you agree? Uh, I get only one word. Fuck. No. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck is a um, good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he did say that. <laughs> Unbelievably. That when did he say that? Uh he said it um oh god when is this interview from? Oh yeah, sometime. Just Someday, a while yeah, ago. But just believe just, me, Brad. Just, why do uh, you have to have some credentials? Gosh, so come on. Receipts? Okay. What the fuck? I'm shocked he's even heard that band. <laughs> yeah, he came in and visited them in the studio and uh yeah, very bizarre oh, wow. bizarre uh, confluence of of things here, but um yeah, okay, so fuck is an excellent answer. With that answer in mind, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about this week's song. This week's song is called Have You Seen My Love? And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Have you seen my little girl? Oh, have you seen my love? All that I want is to be your friend Cause you're the only friend so, Brett, um, is this the first time you've ever heard this song? It is indeed. Okay. Coming yes. straight out of the gate, what were your initial impressions of it? Uh, my initial, when I first heard it, I, I kind of groaned a little bit. <laughs> just because, like, it felt, uh, there's always just some layer, I'll be like, there's some layer of them or his voice or something where it feels like they're doing a routine <laughs> or like a like a kind of a corniness. Sure. But then actually the more I listened to it and the more I heard it cuz cuz it's very reminiscent of like old sort of like Everly Brothers stuff. Yeah. Or, or Ricky Nelson or something, which I do love. And then I'm like, why am I? Why? Why is my instinct always to be just like dismissive <laughs> of that? I'm like, it's pretty good, and, yeah. I, and I've come around on it. Like, 
I don't mind this song. Oh, that's that is uh, yeah. it, it, not at all the answer I expected, but that's wonderful. Yeah, okay. Uh, it is yeah, very Yeah, I don't know. There's there's stuff to appreciate for sure. For sure. Yeah, it, I I agree. It does feel like kind of an Everly Brothers. I mean, we've compared songs to kind of prom songs before on this podcast. And this does yeah. kind of it has that feel of like a slow dance uh, sort of thing. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot going on. The solo feels like a lot of fun in this song uh there are great harmonies all the way throughout i said it it kind of feels like a a barbershop song but i think what i meant was sort of what you were saying there uh with an everly brother sort of upscaled to an acoustic ditty i said it felt like a campfire song like yeah. someone pulls out a guitar at a campfire sure. and like everyone's like, yeah. so everyone's just talking and stuff. And then the guy's like, Hey, you guys want to hear some live music? And these, and everyone's like, uh, okay, <laughs> sure. And then he just starts. Right. Have you seen my love? <laughs> sure. The first three, boom, boom. <laughs> have you seen? And everybody <laughs> groans. Yeah. But you have like a, yeah, you, you kind of like, want to trip him. Like you yeah. kind of want to like <laughs> sabotage the, the song. Yeah. It's over there. So... It's right over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do. I, I agree. Steve's voice like coming out of the gate here is like deep and strong and kind mm. of resonant. Like it does kind of feel like he's putting on a character a little bit because I think it's kind of deeper than he usually sings. But I kind of dug it too. Um, Ev, did you have any thought about the quality of his voice on this one? It sounded it sounded sort of raw in a way that I liked. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't as a didn't sound as produced as it normally is sure, like yeah. he was more he was more crisp i think yeah normally he's got sort of like a he's got harmonies and and layers and i'm not saying they didn't do that in this song but i like that and i like the rawness of sort of the instrumental break right because they were like missing notes and like they were changing up the like the speed of how they were playing a little bit too yeah. so i thought that was i thought i liked that aspect of it yeah i mean yeah i, I kind of agree it does feel kind of like a, a demo a little bit mm-hmm. or like yeah some sort of like kind of unproduced i i I will too say that the lyrics in a lot of ways had kind of a demo quality to them to me. Yeah. We'll talk about the lyrics later. Okay. Can I just say real quick that the phrase little girl creeped me out? I actually, I underlined it said I hate that sort of thing like that, like just infantilizing your partner. Sure. Like, ah, God, not a good way to start, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen my love? Have you seen my love? Have you seen my little girl? Oh, his his voice to me is maybe the worst part of it. <laughs> like he's there's something about he he almost sounds like he's a uh, he's just sort of like a guy you would meet at a coffee shop or something <laughs> who happens to make his own little home demos sure. that are kind of like. You know, just sort of rehashing the old stuff, and he's not bad. Like he's a pretty good musician, but it's it's like it, it kind of blows my mind that someone like this guy singing is like a major artist. Sure, <laughs> I don't know if, if that makes sense. No, well, absolutely. It's like there's nothing wrong with it, but it also <laughs> it's like it just doesn't sound. It's he doesn't sound like the right person to sing the song. Like if if he had a voice like a really like smooth velvety kind sure. of like ricky nelson or you know like he's trying to do the oldies yeah but he doesn't sound like yeah. 
that kind of singer necessarily. He's trying to croon, but I don't think Steve has a crooner's right. voice. But also, they're keep in mind yeah. that there are 14 songs into their sixth album, so <laughs> I think they're yeah. they're running on fumes. Yeah, or 80 some songs <laughs> into this podcast. Yeah, but yeah, but what when was this in time? Like when was this released? This was 2003. 2003 okay yeah. so of course a dark time a dark time in general <laughs> for music yes and this was of course uh five years before in december 2008 former member of the beatles paul mccartney was reportedly asked by a session musician which band he enjoys most in the current music scene and his response was the bare naked ladies boom oh. there's the, there's the response <laughs> i had to get it out there i had to find a way to do it yeah um yeah, so uh yeah, I I agree. This song it's funny that you guys both have the the quality, Evan with your like campfire ditty guy and mm-hmm. Brett with your like dude in a coffee shop who gives you his mixtape. Well, this just song feels like that. It feels intrusive. Like mm-hmm. you guys are both saying, like, this is a song that's foisted upon you, not a song that you choose to listen to. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I would not seek this song out. I'd be trying to have a conversation while somebody is playing this song in the background sure, at me. Sure, yeah. Well, for for context, Brett, and I don't know if this would, would change the way you think about it. I, I doubt it. Um, but this is the final song on this album. So this is the track that they're kind of leaving everything off with, which I thought was a real strange choice. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't like in the anchor in a relay, you don't want to put like your slowest swimmer. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> or runner. Yeah. <laughs> which is what they did. Yeah. I don't, do, you, do you have any, any, uh, I know that you toured with bands, but were you in the studio working on the albums as well? Yeah, well, I mean, Man Man just finished uh we just finished mastering our album that's which is going to come out yeah it was come out next year i'm super excited about but um did you have any any say in the in the kind of sequencing process uh yeah sure um (laughs) we've talked a lot about it um and i could kind of see that there's like you know there's sort of a couple approaches you can take to the the final song and um, I mean, take the take Paul McCartney, like Her sure. Majesty at the end of, of Abbey Road. Like sometimes you just you can see them deciding to put on like the little just sort of sweet, catchy ditty that. Sure. That sends you off, which sure. is it's just sort of like a little bit of uh, comfort food or something at the end. Yeah. Sometimes that... you want to make this big statement and <laughs> close on this harsh like cliffhanger note that's right. also cool but um i don't know how do they normally enter the, their albums i don't know i'm trying to think i guess the last album was hidden sun which, which i think is a, is also a sad slow song but yeah. it's also i feel like it was so much better than this one yeah i guess that's true and on on stunt it was um when you dream so yeah mm-hmm. they always close with sad slow songs never mind which i said before and then you yeah. you said not I, always I they closed with you. uh <laughs> crazy on gordon that's true okay you're right my well, apologies <laughs> i will say howard kramer and i always end our summer albums with like a sort of a slightly bittersweet send-off like it's you know it's like this this little catchy sort of more more generic lyrics like it's just there's a sort of sentimentality to it right right so yeah yeah, i'm familiar with that move i guess i can't imagine (laughs) i can't imagine bare naked ladies like uh, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what I would expect from them. Like, sure. did they? Would they have some deep concept album? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they've never That's done a concept like, album. They need to get on yeah. that. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did they do one that was like Shakespeare? Well, that was as you like it. Produced and only sold at the Shakespeare Festival in 2004, and so yeah, I guess they have technically. Yeah. Okay, you fucking got me. Are you happy, shithead? Wait, they made an album only sold at the Shakespeare Festival. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's correct. <laughs> it's called As You Like It, and it, it was has only... 317 songs. <laughs> it was only sold at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival of 2005. So you're, yeah, that that's a deep okay. ass concept. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just <laughs> uh, for sure, strange. Um, yeah, I, not only does this kind of leave the album off in, I mean, I guess an interesting. Uh, sort of bittersweet way but I think the best part of this song comes at the end of the song when they introduce that accordion and for like the last like Mm -hmm. 20 seconds Mm -hmm. of the song it comes in for the second chorus and it's so good I loved that they were just changing it up from just like a straight up acoustic song to something a little bit I don't know a little bit ascended have you seen my love have you seen my love have you seen my little girl and this song's probably, this is like, I thought this would probably be good live, like mm. unplugged, just to sort of slow down a set, make it more intimate. Like this seems like the kind of song that like the Stephen Page trio would play. Yeah. Yeah. Like but where you just like in a small intimate venue sure. sort of thing. I, I watched a live version of it and it was just really boring. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> but I think that like you could, you could inject this song with some emotion. I'm sure. not saying they do, sure. <laughs> but I feel like it could be good live. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the same could be said of a lot. Like this could be if you had a different. If guy this is a better song, it, yeah. it could be good live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess that's a. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, we've got the the Ron and Yellow special here, which is monaural. One guitar coming in the left ear, one guitar mm-hmm. coming in the right ear. The left ear guitar is doing this weird six note melody, the do 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 over and over again during the song, which I kind of liked. I, I was kind of into that. I like that part. Yeah, and. That was that was maybe the most interesting musical part. <laughs> the six notes, like you know, just in, in terms of like a song that's tr- that's truly not moving the needle right. on like anything else. Then that that like uh, I don't know stood out to me as like oh that's a bit of an interesting sure. choice. <laughs> Though we share the same memories. Like the most you can say about the song is like, oh, that was cute. Like, yeah, that's not really glowing, but <laughs> yeah, I totally exactly. get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's really, I, I don't know if I had anything else about the instrumentation. Uh, Evan, Brett, did either of you have anything? Mm. We can move on to lyrics. I felt like it was a little, it almost felt like they were doing it live. Sure. Yeah. In a way, like the, like the guitar solo seemed flawed. <laughs> <laughs> like it seemed like. They probably could have gotten a better take, and then they just said, fuck <laughs> this it. This was their last half like, hour of studio time. They had to get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was kind of intentional, right. and I think that that's what it sort of endeared it to me, is that they they fucked up on purpose, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I, I mean, that's true. I mean, like, uh, ah, boy, because now we're threading the needle between, like, everybody likes live albums. Live albums are fun to listen to because you get to hear all the quirks in the songs. Yeah. But I like the, th- throwing copper. Um, 
what the fuck? The band live. I thought oh, everyone, loves, the everyone loves live. <laughs> yeah, everyone Lightning loves crashes, live. all that good true. stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, I guess you want to hear the produced version on a produced album. So they were they were doing a weird thing. You see When Dolphins deal. Cry. That's that's one of their albums, right? When Dolphins Cry? Yeah, it's like they sing about sad because they became super big Buddhists and then they Are started, we still right? talking about live? The, yeah, live oh, okay. albums. Are you still talking about live albums? <laughs> Always, my friend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Can we do the, the next podcast we do be called Live Albums? <laughs> it's just our <laughs> podcast going through track by track on live i all i know is isn't that the exact same era <laughs> it feels yeah. it feels yeah, on brand. that's yeah. that's our brand is 90s bands nobody cares about anymore please no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so the lyrics were rough for me like i said before uh you're the only friend i've ever known is not painting a great picture of this narrator all that i want is to be your friend because you're the only friend And then following that up with like we agreed that the two of us wouldn't be alone seems so transactional this, to this. me. As I love, we agreed that the two of us wouldn't be alone. It felt the narrator felt like when you know one of those couples that it's like an old couple and they don't have any they, like they're just they've been with each other for forever, right? Yeah. And they don't have a lot of friends outside their marriage because I don't know they raised kids or some shit, so sure. their friends sort of fell away, and they never had much of a social life. So they've just sort of become each other's only friend. Is sure. how I read that. So I didn't read it. I didn't take that as such a dark tone. Okay. Yeah, maybe I took it a lot darker I, than it should have been. Just because Steve was saving it. <laughs> I, I have no idea what what the real story behind the song is, but it does seem dark to me. It takes like a huge turn at the end. Yeah, right? I mean, the, the the focus of the song, or at least the way I read it, is like don't dream or be aspirational like it'll only hurt you in the end you'll get what you want it'll and it'll change this like, was a for me it was a meditation on like aging so like the the person's partner is like suffering from mm. dementia or alzheimer's oh, or something shit. so they're not the they're not the person they married so they're like where is the where's the person i, ma- I married yes. like where's the person i'm with where's my partner uh, and just yeah. seeing someone i was thinking it was about divorce or something uh, like the same yeah way. i could like like basically saying like you've changed mm-hmm. You know, where's the person I met? Kind yeah. Of thing. Oh, I could totally see either one. Actually, I had a couple reads for this. Alzheimer's was definitely one of them. Um, oh, sorry. I hate to be derivative. Though, no, 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 I'll just take. <laughs> please let the record show that Saker had that read too. Way before you did. Uh, I'm yeah, talking fa- to the. I'm talking to the podcast stenographer, of course. <laughs> Some falling out of love uh, or divorce. I also thought maybe a father having lost a child. I thought it was unlikely, but uh, like he says, little girl so much, and then like yeah, I, I think that's just diminutive though. I think yeah. that he's just doing that because he's an old dude. How about Canada talking to the U.S.? You've changed <laughs> since the war. You know, I thought I did used Can- to. Was, was America ever little girl? Canada. <laughs> little girl <laughs> could be very possible in these faded old photographs you could see how we smiled we canada became a man in america's arms <laughs> sure i think that's uh but i think that the most likely read that i had is that i think the narrator is a dog that became human due to a witch's spell <gasps> oh yeah i became a man fucking swamp in witch. your arms yeah he's very loyal you won't be alone you're my only friend mm-hmm. uh but then something went wrong one night he transformed into sort of a dog man combination werewolf in which case the dream becomes a nightmare so is he singing is he singing about the witch or is he singing about himself i think he's singing about what is the life? witch singing about the, the dog his life he became a man in the witch's arms okay right yeah yeah brett did you i assume you got the same sort of read mm-hmm. out of that yeah i'm still trying to to uh <laughs> make sense of what you just said <laughs> do you think it was a um, potion or do you think it was a spell that transformed the <laughs> it's probably a spell i think that makes the most sense hard to feed a dog a potion 
don't know. You could just mix it into their their uh, food. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I think you know when he becomes a werewolf. Uh, you know, did I bury a weird the, dog? Did you bury a weird dog? Did you bury the woman I love? Like you know, he's concerned about what he did the night that he became. Well, maybe monstrous. the witch turned him into a weird dog and then turned herself into something else. So he doesn't know. Ooh. If she's anything, she's like one of those transmogrification sure. witches. <laughs> okay, she's like a, a witch furry, right? But sure. like, but she can literally turn people into half animals. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and both she and the dog were into it at first, but then now they're not. Things changed. Yeah, as they always do. So now we've got the maybe di- she got dementia. We've got the divorce angle, the dementia angle. <laughs> we can work it. I we think can work them all together. We can work them all into this man dog uh, read of. Or it could song. be like a sci-fi transporter accident where he's like <laughs> the fly. The fly. Like, his like body is uh, a merged fly. with that of a, a dog that also sure. ran into the the transporter chamber. Sure, absolutely. Um, Brett, what was your werewolf uh, read on this song? You're sort of. Yeah, did, sorry, we, sorry. You, we, we, I think we cut you off. Yeah, we didn't mean to cut you off. You seemed, you seemed like you were building up to some sort of uh, like werewolf and or zombie read. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I was, I was. Well, when I was saying there was a dream we both used to uh-huh. share, I thought it was the podcast, the dream. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought it was talking about pyramid schemes. <laughs> they well, yeah, we we have um, talked about Stephen yeah. Page, the lead singer, being a time traveler before, so it is possible mm-hmm. that he foresaw the rise of podcasts and knew that the dream would be very popular in 2019. Um, okay, what time period do you think he's traveling from? He, the future. Or the he past? can only travel within his own lifespan. Yeah, we've we've uh, of course the canon of the podcast is that he can he can grow to be when he would die, and he can transport himself with his current knowledge back to a baby form. Um, so he's or any he can he can or, come back at any point during his own life or any point during his own life. So yeah, so anywhere from 1975 to 2000. Well, I say he's probably gonna die in 41. We'll say. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. He's gonna be like 70. Who do you th- okay. who do you think he'll be the first to die? So he's like, I'm gonna travel to 2003, uh-huh. and and write this song that kind of sounds like early 60s, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> in the heyday of uh, new metal. <laughs> And uh, the Iraq War. That's just what 2003 yes, needs. about a podcast. I think you've yeah. you've nailed it, yeah. Brad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think that he's gonna like. This is gonna be like a Canticle for Leibowitz sort of situation where every song that Stephen Page writes is gonna be incredibly valuable. Every there's gonna be every single song he's written is gonna be a, a one week. Sure. Just at some future time <laughs> some future that we're not. Time. It might be thousands of years from some now. Some archaeologists will dig this song yeah. up and realize how important it was to us. Have you seen my little girl? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Um. I think that's all I had for the reads of this song. Should we move on to rating it? I just want to, oh, uh, there was, a, uh, I don't know if you read the YouTube comments, but I did one of them summed up this song perfectly for sure. me. Go ahead. Uh, it was from uh, Justine, uh-huh. 333113. Okay. And uh, she, lo- she, she said, and I quote, open quote, I loved this song when I was five, end quote. That's perfect. <laughs> 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 that's so simple yeah wow it sums up the song perfectly i loved this song when i yeah. was five i was looking for other versions of the song like live versions and i only came across like uh the rosie thomas version she's like a, a female breathy female vocalist oh, so she obviously it? did it no she didn't cover this song she did a different song called have you seen my love oh, okay and it was way better okay and then it. i saw did you see the ccja salsa concert i did not I don't apparently know. there's a salsa song so- called have you seen my love oh, really? and they were doing a was sal- that also better than this song i like salsa so yes <laughs> sure absolutely who doesn't love salsa yeah i think that yeah. goes without saying yeah. Um, Eating salsa, watching salsa. But I think we are forgetting one thing before we get to the rating of. Yes, one last thing. Our final anime read. We are a done. Oh my god! And has it not been fun? 
Uh, it has not been fun. No, it's, <laughs> it's work. It's work. It was fun initially, and then it became... I was like, oh, anime. I love anime. I know. I'm like, I'll bring Saker into this. Nope, I just made it <laughs> difficult for everyone. Uh, so what anime is this one about, Ev? Fushigi Yugi. Ooh, the mysterious play. That's right. Uh-huh. Airing What's from that? 95 to 96. It is a shoujo anime drama, which is shoujo being targeted at teen girls, mm-hmm. or tween girls, mm-hmm. uh, in the Japanese marketplace. It stars Miyaki Yuki and Yui Hongo. It stars them. Do you say it stars people when they're characters i mean they're more than characters to me <laughs> i see I you also all, fell into the I, book <laughs> i watched all 5700 episodes uh-huh. of it no i did not i've never seen fushigi yugi <laughs> i know about it but okay, i don't know I don't, i've never watched i don't think episode. i've ever watched it either it was just always in my like yeah. back when i was a 90s anime fan it was like here are one of 10 shows that exist well, I, it's US. always one of the it was one of those anime that had a huge bar to entry for me because it's like it's all just about love triangles yeah. and like going back and forth and who's dating who yeah so i'm like that never that wasn't that wasn't my thing back in the day and it wasn't my it's not my thing now sure, sure. that's why i don't like like high school things set in high schools sure. either yeah that <laughs> so, checks out. so again it, nothing wrong with people who do and nothing <laughs> wrong with that entire <laughs> sub-genre yeah, yeah like it's it's just not for me so what's it about two middle school kids studying for their entrance exams to high school in japan getting in the high school high school determines sort of what university you'll get into and what job you're getting into and it's actually very difficult to get into some high school so they want to get into a really good high school one of them Miyaki is a champ. The other one, Yui, is not so champ. She's second best. Second best. So uh, they're both studying for to get into the same high school because they're buds and they want to get in together. Then they go into the library to study and they go into their like restricted section in the Hogwarts Academy. <laughs> Basically. And, like, find this book called Universe of the Four Gods, which transports them to a pretend ancient China. <laughs> yeah. And there they live. No, they fall in the... There's a slave trader and then <laughs> uh, almost an almost rape and then... Uh, the Yui gets transported back to the real world and Miyaki has to stay at least at first. And mm-hmm. then Miyaki gets saved by a guy who has the symbol of ogre on his head. And uh, eventually she becomes a priestess of Suzaku, who is sort of like the uh, good God of that world. And her job is to get, gather the seven heavenly warriors. And once she does that and saves the empire of China, pretend China, pretend China. she will get three wishes. Hooray. One of the wishes will of course be, to stop leaping and go home. <laughs> so, and uh, but we've forgotten Yui. Of course, she gets pulled in later, and uh, she was sort of embarrassed and uh, reacted negatively to the situation. Yes. So she, the uh, Miyaki, falls in love with uh, Tamahome, who is one of the Seven Heavenly Warriors and the he- hero, quote unquote, of the series. Um, and uh, Yui is there's a love triangle there too. So Yui becomes the uh, priestess of Seiryu, who is the evil god, evil god, and works against Miyaki out of jealousy in. And uh, it's basically a series of increasingly complex love triangles. Sure, yes. Um, And I think you pretty much nailed what I was going to say with Have You Seen My Love? Uh, Miyaka and Yui, uh, once Yui gets out, she tries to save her friend. So she's wondering... Have you, seen Have you seen my love? You know, she's eventually she does get sucked into the book again much later. Um, and when she's back in, she's manipulated into believing that Miyaka's evil and she vows to take her down. So here we get all of that junk with like, you've changed, you're different. What happened mm-hmm. to the girl I once knew? Has she been buried? What happened to the middle school girl I once knew? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> These two 13 year olds. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense. Little girl. Sure. Yeah. I love and they girl. were they were they were childhood friends. Yes. So exactly. That's the perfect. That's the only reading I will accept of that line that isn't gross. <laughs> and we get back to all that I want is to be your friend. You know, mm-hmm. they they were once were friends, and to friendship she wants to return. Um. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh. Uh. 
Yui also falls in love with Miyaka's storybook boyfriend, Tamahome. Um, As does everyone else. Yeah, which is, of course, that's kind of... Or not. Or not. Yeah, sometimes they fall in love, but it actually turns out they're in love with somebody else who's in love with somebody else. (laughs) I mean, that's just just the the reason for the season in these sorts of shows. Um, And then I think that the most impactful line from this is, there is a dream that we both used to share and we swore we would never wake when we were both in the book. Now the dream's a nightmare and the truth, to be fair, is the dreaming was the first mistake, right? When she gets transported back in, she realizes how much Miyaka has changed, even Mm -hmm. though it's a manipulation, and it becomes a nightmare for her. Have you seen my love? Two best friends pitted against one another. But then it's fine at the end. Then it's fine at the end. Yeah, they, they, they go back to the real world as friends. And then uh, instead of wishing for to be with Tamahome forever, Yui wishes yes. for peace and prosperity, which I guess is only one wish. But I, there's know, a couple of yeah, she uses there. she uses all the wishes. And then she goes home. And guess what? Tamahome has reincarnated as a high school boy. Tamahome has reincarnated. <laughs> um, there was a um, a cut verse from this song. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Ki- it was just like a. Oh, actually, everything's fine. Things worked out in the end. In our next lives. <laughs> yeah. Hope we get it right next time. <laughs> next time. So, yeah, Fushigi Yugi. All right. So now's the time in the show when we rate this song. Uh, as usual, we are going to rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes this song is wearing, the better it is. The more layers it has on the worse. As usual, we'll give our guest a little time to think, and we'll start with you, Ev. What is this song? The day is December 21st. Uh-huh. 2019? The time, the time, the year is 2019. Got it. The time is now. Okay. I'm sitting at my microphone. Saker asked me, well, we'll give some the guest some time to think, and we'll start with you, Evan, and nothing comes to mind. <laughs> my mind is a total blank. I sit there just thinking unable to even decide of what sure. to do and i just i just freeze up and saker of course being the consummate performer steps in and and covers for me and the guest we have a good podcast we get i get back into the groove later on and uh um you know we have we finished the podcast out it's a good it's a good podcast we uh say see you again in one week i like uh i'm like oh man sorry saker i have no i have no fucking idea what happened to me when i came for that rating like there's just nothing there was just nothing there like i i reached into my thoughts and i thought i had a rating there nothing so I'm like, huh, go home, driving. I see something on the uh, side of the road. It's one of those like telephone poles and there's uh-huh. a sign on it. And there's just a picture of a man and he's just staring at me. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. No problem. There's something written <laughs> on it, but it goes by, it goes sure. by too fast. It goes by too fast. Uh-huh. I think it's maybe it's an advertisement for a, um, a singer or some sort of show in town. Maybe it's like somebody, you know, you know, we sell houses sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of, just kind of staring there, standing there. And he's a, a, just a man uh, in, you know, like a jeans and like sort of a, a um, button down flannel, long hair, uh, glasses, wearing sort of like a, a Ugg boots or something like that. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's just something familiar about that man. I don't know. I don't know uh-huh. about it. But you know, drive home. Go. I'm uh, hanging out with my friends tonight. We're gonna do some Dungeons and Dragons. You know, <laughs> get a little drunk. You know, I wake up in the morning. Uh, I pull out my carton of milk and I look at it and I'm like, huh, there's something weird. And I turn it around. The man's face is on it. Oh boy. Okay. And I say, what the fuck is this? So um, and there's like a number at the bottom and a website. And it's uh, and I go, okay, well I gotta call this number. And I Have call you the seen number. My love is the website okay so yeah have you seen my so i call it i'm like i just keep seeing this man i don't know and they're like oh yeah yeah that's your rating 
<laughs> okay. Have you seen my rating? Yes, we have. We found him. So they. So I, what was he wearing? He was wearing uh, flannels, uh, jeans, okay. uh, you know, like some work boots. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Looks like a construction worker, basically. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a little bit stubbly. Hands sure. showing, face showing. It's okay. not a good song. Okay, all right. Not a great, not a bad song, but you know, it's sure. It's close. I think mine is is going to be shorter, but but I think about the same. I think I wake up in the morning. And everything was different <laughs> and i uh i just you know i gotta go to work today so i put on my my work pants and i put on my button-up shirt and i realized that someone has cut a heart right <laughs> over where my heart would be in this button-up shirt and i go what the fuck what is ha- okay whatever i just i gotta get, i'm already late you know my baby's crying we gotta get moving and so i i, I pick up another shirt and i realize somebody's cut a heart in this one too. And I start flipping madly through all of my shirts. And I realize that there's a heart cut into every single shirt that I own. And I, I don't have none of my, my and the crotch of every pants and the crotch of every pants right at the dick. There's a, a hole cut. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a perfect shape for dick and balls. The balls can dangle out the little <laughs> oh, heart. It's an upside, it's an upside down, down heart. heart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And the absolutely. dick of course points yes, out yes. the top. Uh, so like I, an exclamation point. I mean, I have to go to work. So I put on some underwear. I don't have any undershirts. So I have to go with these two hearts. And the whole time I'm thinking you're going to school. I have to, buddy. I don't have any other choice. You're I, not going to call off? I got to go to school. You're not going to go stop off and buy some pants? Nah, dude. I, I'm already late. Okay. So uh, I have a heart cut into my shirt, and you can see my nipple. I have a heart cut into my pants. You can see my underwear. But besides that, I think it's generally just, you know, pants, button-up shirt, and, uh, and that's about it. I liked it more than you. I think there was a little more skin showing than on yours. But for the most part, pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, Brett, what did you think? Brand naked, fully clothed? I think it's like gym shorts. You're wearing gym sure. shorts and like white tennis shoes, like white Skechers. <laughs> um, maybe kind of just like a loose fitting hoodie. Yeah. Basically like that kind of m- male outfit that is <laughs> completely devo- devoid of any sexuality whatsoever. Sure. Like it's just, it just screams like a little too comfortable like no threat, no danger, <laughs> no no sexuality. But it's technically not like fully clothed. Sure. He's on his way to you know. he's on his way to play handball at the Y. He's kind of ready to <laughs> he can move, he can go sure. outside. It's not like he's wearing slippers. Sure. Uh Brett, thank you so much for being on the yeah, show thank today. You, man. We really appreciate it. What do you have coming up? What do you have to plug? Yeah, um I guess I'll plug again, man man. Um look for our album next year. Um going to plug just all the podcasts I work on at Earwolf. Uh, you mentioned a lot of them. Who Charted, Neighborhood Listen, Off Book, um, Improv for Humans. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting a million of them right now. Just all of them. <laughs> Just sure. listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> they are all good, but the Neighborhood Listen has especially been a treat at the oh, end that's of this great year. To hear. I got to say, it was so, so good. Yeah, I absolutely love that show, and I, I would love more people to listen to it. Uh, check out Premstream on Patreon. That's Howard and I um, over at my studio doing our thing. It's very, very funny. Oh, very cool. Well, Streaming thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you being on. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a thank good one. You. Hey, Evan. Uh, yeah. What are you up to, buddy? I don't know. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're Australian. <laughs> Took me a second to understand. I know. What's your, uh, let me see if I can get into an Aussie accent. <laughs> Don't do it. This is my best. I think. I think. <laughs> I think you're making mine worse. They say F's instead of T H's, correct? F's. 
Fink. I think so. I think so. No, oh, it's, it's like a, I don't think it's a non-rhotic dialect. Uh, well, it's R's, right? Rhotic. Like, like, they, they leave off R's like. Oh. Oh. Or, or, I think it's H's, right? An holiday. Holiday. <laughs> that's that's like Cockney, I would right, think. Right. Right. That's well. That's all affected stuff, Wait, right? Wait. So what, does rhotic mean leaving off R's or H's or just letters? In I general? think it's H's. That I a non-rhotic dialect is one where you leave, you put in R's, or maybe it's reverse. I don't know. I see. It's been a million years since I took any linguistics courses. Amma. What are you? Amma. What are you trying to say? I'm wearing my Amma pants. <laughs> uh, okay. It's Amma time. <laughs> is that correct? So if, if you had a metal is made out of metal. If you had an H and R, are there languages that cut off both? Could it be? You're Anna? asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I exhausted my linguistic <laughs> knowledge with that uh, half remembered pronunciation. It that was I just good did. though. I, yeah? I I felt smarter for well, it. Well, I hope that one of our listeners goes and takes a linguistics course and uh, puts that checkbox. Checks, I, checks I the right in, box. I was in Gordy Hall too, my friend. Once upon a time, we both took linguistics courses. Specificity is the soul. Of, of narrative, narrative wit none of that i guess <laughs> i'm not telling a story i'm not being smart or funny uh yeah there's nothing that's happening here um just gonna go have a nice soda pop soda pop how do you say how do you say it i say pop you say pop i say soda you say soda it's affected though my everywhere i come from people say pop yeah. right we say pop in, oh, so in the midwest so you just want to look smarter than everybody i just don't like the way it sounds pop pop I feel like it's the, a lot the more... The plosives aren't... It's like, a, wait, it's more... It's when you snap that tab. I'm, you don't have to convince me. I just don't <laughs> like the way it sounds. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to say. When I, when I, when I snap that tab, I don't hear it so good. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear every time. <laughs> I guess the hissing Soda. of the... Soda. Lulls you into a, uh, a trance. Haven't you ever done that? Like held a uh, Coke can to your ears and listened to the sea? The sea. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the sea and soda, as I always call yeah, it. The bubbling sea of the future when it's full of uh, trash and Ooh. toxic waste. And uh, uh, corn syrup? Mm. I'm down with that. Syrup. A sea of corn syrup is my dream. I'm a little hummingbird boy. Do you think you could swim in that? Or do you think that uh, the buoyancy I, wouldn't be such that you could... You could float in it. Yeah, you I know could... that there was that one person who did like the entire pool of jello and you could swim in it, but it was very hard to I do. I don't remember that. That sounds fun. It's on, I mean, it's on YouTube. You can find it. I will. I will find it. Do you believe... I will find you. <laughs> do you believe that different places have different Coke recipes? For um, example, you hear a lot of people say McDonald's has the best Coke, right? Hmm. Do you think they have a different... Setup. Probably not. No, probably not recipe because I bet that. But there might be something in the machines more where there's a different syrup. syrup to. More, yeah. I did like the back in the day where you could because now they're kind of mixed together like the syrup and the soda. But mm -hmm. like you could back in the day you could kind of see the syrup like it had like a specific little nozzle so you could see it coming on the like the left side and the soda water would come oh. in on the right side so you could kind of adjust the soda to oh. syrup ratio. You could put your cup just on the left and get a whole syrup cup if you wanted to. That's I don't remember. It, it would this. take you like. <laughs> Like a solid two minutes, and like people would be looking at you the whole time. Fuck, that sounds good. Though. As you just emptied, you know, a gallon of soda water into the oh, trough at the bottom of the thing. Cup. The, the nozzle had to be stickied up so much if it was just syrup coming out of half of it. I don't know. Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it in this. I can find out. <laughs> you came here. I have to go back. You in didn't the, do any research. I got to go back in time. Got to go back, back in time. time. When I when you come here, I expect that you do research about. Anything we could possibly be talking about today. Mm. So if you have soda on the brain, I want mm. you to exhaustively. Operation. Soda on the brain? <laughs> um, what were some of the operation? Butterflies in his stomach. Yeah. Why Water on the knee. Why would you need to get operated on? Well, I think that the idea is that this person doesn't actually need. Oh, this you're is like all. A, you're like, you're, you're. Like a, it's like a human centipede situation. Where you're like, <laughs> Got it. Or like a, what's that one where they go in the hostel where you're like, you're just like some German sure. performing 
this is unlicensed surgery is in just the torture porn. basement of a pretty much okay right? isn't it <laughs> yeah, i guess so i mean the idea is to do it in such a way that he doesn't his nose doesn't light up mm-hmm. but that in its in and of itself and he makes this like metallic scream because his vocal cords have been cut <laughs> like right yeah sure so and this guy i mean he's just an unfortunate man well, do you think that we are we are a layer removed from this universe where this is how we perceive this man, but in the universe of Operation, he's just a screaming, flailing, uh, yeah, like, I feel actual like human being. I imagine When I imagine Operation, what I imagine is like one of those scenes where you see just hundreds of people in like beds all mm. hooked up to stuff and then like in the like there's just rows and rows of like uh, tanks mm. and you see like these like people growing like babies <laughs> and then like kids sure. like so they're growing these bodies to operate on yeah that's what I see I wish that we had that realistic version did you know High School Musical has a TV show now so you want like a realistic version of I'm sorry I can't I can't I can't just <laughs> let that lie like where you get like a, a mock-up of like a human corp made of like ballistic gel and yeah. you're like you just like you like <laughs> just saw in into it. Yeah. yeah and it's got like I guess it'd have wires running through it because you couldn't touch any of those. Otherwise, you would have you would do. Yeah. Running. But the thing is, like, operation fundamentally is broken because, like, it's already open. Yeah, like, this I mean, is not a you've s- already, someone's already sterile. cut it open. You're like just trying to reach in to remove his funny bone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the you're the intern. I think the doctor sliced him open and said, "Go for it, get those butterflies out." Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, this is a horrible shit universe. Yeah, don't wanna, don't wanna live in like the Milton Bradley verse. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, wouldn't a Milton Bradley cinematic universe be great? And then I forgot that Battleship was a movie that actually <laughs> existed. <laughs> was it with John Cena and like... And like Liam Neeson? L- was he in it? Yeah, I'm pretty Jesus. sure. Well, that was like during his period. Well, I think Liam Neeson's one of those guys like Ron Perlman where he'll star in literally anything. Was Beyonce in it too or am I making this I up? I couldn't tell you. All right. I have to know. I must know. Battleship movie. Listen, Rihanna. Rihanna. Listeners also need to know. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs to know. You know who else needs to know? Well, that would be Day. Sequentially day? is Day's podcast. Sequentially is a monthly podcast where Day explores the exciting world of webcomics and indie comics. How is Day spelled? Is it D-A-Y or D-E-I? D-A-Y. Okay. If you've ever wanted to learn more about webcomics or independently published comics, this is the podcast for you. Wow. So, uh, here's what people are saying about it. Finding new webcomics can be hard, but this little podcast is a great place to start if you're new to reading webcomics. If you're a creator, it's important to know the elders in the community and what's come before you. Mm. I love this podcast. So far, the first episode is very charming and informative. I will definitely be looking forward to future The elders. It's like the guy who does Homestuck. Andrew Hussey? (laughs) Hell yeah, he's the elder webcomist. Axe Cop. Axe Cop. Oh, do you remember when they had an Axe Cop cartoon? Yeah, vaguely. I believe that it was that popular. I don't think, well, it... That, like it like six episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, the joy of X Cop was how yeah. how uh, simple I think it was. Like the Homestar Runner guys. What about Sax Cop? Is that a thing? I don't know. Just like it'd be like an Axe Cop parody, but instead of using an axe, he I, like he like just uh, plays the saxophone. I think you're talking about Axel Foley from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Dude, 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 dude. I've ever seen a Beverly Hills Cop movie. <gasps> the banana in the tailpipe. Mm-mm. Judge Reinhold. I think like those are ones that I kind of had to watch back in the 80s. Otherwise, I think now they're just going to be kind of like every comedy 80s comedy I watch yeah. that I didn't watch back in the 80s. I don't have like nostalgia for is like kind of cruel and misogynistic. Like, yeah. like the humor is just nasty. Sure. I haven't seen this since I was about 10. So yeah. I would probably. I so mean, I don't think I, I think I'm going to live my life without watching. And no, no shade on anyone who likes Bever- like the Beverly, uh, Beverly Hills Cops. Cop. Yeah. Not a big deal. Which I confuse a lot with Beverly Hills Ninja, which are very different <laughs> movies. <laughs> um, although both starring SNL alums. Wow. They love Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. And uh, that's it. Goodbye. 
And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this bagel wheel and see what we get. It is kind of a bagel wheel. It is a, a real, it's a little bagel. And it's a salt bagel. I like etching all of the uh, things into the bagel. He the Roman was convicted. Ev, who should cover this song? I already said, um, actually, I, like any country crooner yeah i think like, brett kind of nailed it too with shania like, twain oh really see i think it sort of sounds like that ever like richie valen sort of like shoot oh yeah yeah like the like the um platters yeah or the temptations who they work yeah. with later Did, yeah. is have you seen my love the persuasions seen, you mean or the persuasions the temptations are would also be really good singing it <laughs> the ta- the taste stations those hershey's yummy <laughs> yeah. dandy hard candies yeah um yeah i think that would the be california raisins the cough Fuck. Could you imagine this is a California Raisin song? I don't actually remember what the California... I remember who they heard are. Heard it I remember their from cartoon. the grapevine. I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, so yeah, this would be perfect for That's that. not the actual... They, they covered that yeah, song. But they, I mean, had a, they had a minute in like the early 90s. They had a cartoon. They had a video game. Yeah. They, what do you think attracted they had like, they like people? They featured on Christmas specials. What attracted people to the California Raisins? I think it was just like... The the like the like claymation was kind of had a minute back then yeah, too, and weird. they were like that's what they were, and they were like sort of the poster boys of like claymation. So weird. And I think it like it like claymation sort of peaked with like or, or like stop motion basically sure. in claymation stuff like it sort of peaked in like the like with Nightmare Before Christmas, and yeah. it just sort of like that was its like forever, and then now it's now I mean there's still people doing it, but it's not as big as it once was. There's some. I stop motion, not claymation mm-hmm. as much, but stop motion. Yeah, I mean claymation had a, a moment maybe last year. Wasn't there a studio that worked on like a actually a box trolls? Was that it? Coraline. Coraline was a movie that was yeah. like 2009. Yeah, <laughs> talking yeah. about movies that came out 10 years ago at this point. Simon Pegg's box trolls. <laughs> Simon Pegg's box trolls. So who should cover this? The, the California bo- the, bo- the, box <laughs> the box trolls. The box trolls featuring Coraline. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anybody else? I'm trying to think of like no black margaritas would do a good job because you could you could put Johnny Cash on the front. Any song. Yeah. No black margaritas. Well, would think kill. like they have they have the talent to handle any musical style. One hundred percent. They are an unstoppable force in this. Universe. Imagine if this was a Jimmy Buffett song though. <laughs> Hold on, I need to put some put some steel drum in it and then like a like a backing band. Have you seen my love? Do 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 do. Have you seen, seen my, my little love? girl? Do 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 do. God, this would be good. It kind of does maybe have a beachy like that could be great. I think all three of them fucking here's the problem. No black margaritas. We came up with I it. lost my wife now I'm feeling okay. <laughs> we came up with it early and now it's cheating because it's it's a god answer. I mean, yeah. If these three honestly teamed up in the real world, they could do anything. They yeah. could end world hunger. They could stop wars. Mm-hmm. No black Margaret. They could start wars. They could start wars. They could star wars. They could do whatever they wanted. Um, I just think it's incredible how much power they have. Okay, so who shouldn't cover this song? Ooh, a much better. The right man was convicted <laughs> is the name of that. Uh, fuck. I mean, we just got off the phone with Brett talking about new metal. I think Linkin Park would be a, a rough, <laughs> a rough cover of this Limp song. Biscuit. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. That would be a great one too. Um, I think anybody in sort of new metal or what new metal spawned. I think Kid mm-hmm. Rock would do a really ugly. He would do an ugly cover of this song that people would fucking love. Oh no, yeah, well, Kid Rock. Kid Rock veers has veered strongly into, into country. country, so I feel like he would do a cover of this song and it'd be fine. Or he, he would he would sample this song directly. Yeah. and just sing it verbatim maybe i just think kid rock is an ugly person and so i just relate not i know physically, almost nothing about kid rock although physically but just you know spiritually he's, he's a he's, a, he's a child though right he became a man 
once in, in her <laughs> arms. arms, but now he's helpless as a child. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Is there an opposite of the California raisins? The Alaskan cantaloupes. Halibuts. <laughs> no, it has to be not a fruit. Okay. And not a state. And the Ugandan GameCubes. It has to be a place. What's the a place that is the opposite of a state? Uh, Commonwealth. So it has no it has no government at all. Oh boy. The anarchy. The anarchy. Anarchist. Um, and then it's you can go with fruit, but it has to be at the beginning of its life cycle rather than because raisins are dried grapes. Sure. So what's something you eat before it's ripe? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. <laughs> what's something you eat as a baby? Oh, so how about like caviar or uh 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 what are the eggs called? Caviar. Okay, caviar. Yeah. yeah. So it's the uh, the anarchist caviar. <laughs> Anarchist caviar. Caviar should not cover this song. <laughs> so, so it's like these like gross like slimy Ugh. like eggs, and you can see them like sloshing around inside, and like the little <laughs> fetal fish in there as they like sort of like jiggle and and sing. What kind of musical styling do they do? Because California raisins are like smooth doo. I think it's kind of like Alvin and the Chipmunks, sort of like we're the anarchists. Or it's like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Have you heard the Alvin and Chipmunks sludge metal album? Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So I think it's that. I think it's sure. sludge metal. Yeah. So okay. let's combine with it because the sludge metal would be a bad cover so, of this song. Like high pitched sludge metal. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how we've determined? Yeah. All right. Fuck the anarchists. Uh, caviar. That they should definitely not cover this song. Correct. 100%. Now's the time when we take an email from our fen, our fiends, our fiends. We have a question here from our friend, Joe. Joe. Hey, guys, I have a couple questions. How does he spell Joe? J-O-E. Okay. Hey, guys, I have a couple questions about everything to everyone. Good. In 1997, oh, God. Everclear released the song <laughs> Everything to Everyone. Ah. What about this song sparked Barenaked Ladies' Everything to Everyone album? Why did it take them six years from the song's release to put out their homage album? I love Everything to Everyone by Everclear. Do you really? It is on my routine playlist, yeah. Why haven't you never mentioned that? I've mentioned it like four times in this entire album. I don't listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you try to be everything to everyone. So what about that inspired this album? Um, I feel like uh, Bare Naked Ladies really locked in on Everclear. I'm blanking on the lead singer's name. I'm going to say Scott Jacobson. Okay, that sounds about right. (laughs) All I know about him is that uh, his dad left him and gave him a name, then he walked away. What? Is that real? It's another song that he sings. okay. (laughs) My daddy gave me a name and he walked away. Everclear was an interesting band. Art Alexakis. Art Alexakis, yeah. Okay. Duh. That's a tough name. That's what I said. Um, okay. So I'm looking at the lyrics to everything to everyone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you know it offhand? Do you can you hum I know it? like the chorus. Sure. Which yeah. is we'll drop a little bit in right here. You do what you do. You say what you say. You try to be everything to everyone. You know all the right people. You play all the right games. You always try to be everything to yeah, and I think, I mean, conceptually, you know, you always try to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this song is, or this album is in so many different genres and so mm-hmm. many different... Well, I feel like BNL really felt like they're... Because, I mean, even starting off with celebrity, like mm-hmm. this is obviously a meditation on celebrity, like everything is that they're doing now. And I feel like they feel like celebrities. I feel like they feel like celebrities have to be everything to everyone. But I also feel like they feel like that I feel like that they feel like celebrities are... Uh, kind of imperiled. I don't think they feel anything about how you feel. <laughs> it's true. But do you, I mean, we, we, we have a lot of like poor me about how successful they are on, especially Maroon, but a little yeah. bit on this one. Well, right? I think it wasn't even a poor me. It was like the hollowness of what, what they're getting, what they think 
Well, I think I think that kind of relates. And so, you know, so the everything to everyone in the Everclear song, they they're sort of subsumed in their role. Well, I think you like to be a victim. I think you like to be in pain. I think you mm-hmm. make yourself a victim almost every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean. They know that they're continually talking about themselves as a... But, like, I mean, like, the song's about a martyr, basically. Someone who likes to martyr and likes to feel being martyred. Sure. Yeah. You say... Okay. You, see, you know all the right people. You say all the right things. So it's like somebody who is... And I'm remembering these lyrics from memory, unlike Saker, who is looking at them on his computer right now. Um, I just want that noted. <laughs> Done. Noted. Okay. I'll put it in the let, show notes. Let the record show. Uh, I'm talking again to the stenographer. Great. Thank you. Okay. Um... So I feel like it, it's sort of a juxtaposition of that. Like this person, uh, on one hand, their public face is that they're perfect. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like like aluminum. This is basically like mm-hmm. a, 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 and that's why BNL obviously wrote aluminum. Sure. <laughs> um, so again, like various sections of this of of the Everclear song are directly like they cribbed directly from it. Like they okay. took one one stanza of the song and then just made a song about it. Yeah. Okay, I think that checks out. I also think whenever Clear says, come on, do that stupid dance for me, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of kind of another postcard. Shopping. And Shopping. And oh, the, the, the dance they do during the live version of Shopping. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah, I think there's there's macro ideas about this song mm-hmm. and how it relates to the album. And then there's also micro ideas about individual lines. And I mean, the lead singer is named Art, which is what their BNL wanted to be. They wanted to be an art band. Like Steve wants art and Ed wants entertainment. Fuck. So they're just the, the juxtaposition. And Alex Akis is an entertaining last name. So like they're they're just kind of like uh, <laughs> kind of balancing that. And the album. And both are... of them begin with A. Sure. And you sure. can't spell everything <laughs> to everyone e without to e, any A's. A to A, mm-hmm. done. Uh, the album was on it, the Everclear song was on the album so much for the Afterglow, mm-hmm. which I think at this point, Naked Ladies took some time to savor the Afterglow in the wake of Maroon. They took three years before this album, and they were like unsatisfied with it, right? right. So and they were, they had nothing to they had nothing to uh, they were just sitting in the studio like what the fuck do we write? All we've got is just us swearing for fifteen minutes, right. and then Tyler walks in. I imagine this scene like from like the eighties. So Tyler walks in. He's got these glasses on, and they've like these these pink rimmed glasses, yeah. and it's those glasses that don't have the frames in. They just have like the pieces of plastic Elton. across oh oh sure 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 like yeah. the like the they're just like you can so you can kind of see like some blinds yeah and he just whips them off and goes guys you've got to listen to this <laughs> and then he puts in so much for the afterglow and uh-huh. they're just bopping out and they're like this is the album we should have written six yeah. years ago that tyler says this is the album and this is go, the al- this is already an album tyler <laughs> and they go well what if we just took one song and uh-huh. wrote all of the songs about that yeah and this was their little nod to it it was mm-hmm. ingenious um yeah, I and think- the Everclear guy also is the same sort of like he fell into that like blonde-haired guys with the dark goatee. Sure. Thing. Oh God, where Ed fell as yeah. well. That's that was just sort of a that was a trap for guys in the '90s. There was also a story from the Everything to Everyone recording sessions that kind of reminded me of this, where uh, they all ordered McDonald's one day, mm-hmm. and there were five of them. And they only brought four straws for the drinks. Mm-hmm. And so they put all the straws in the middle and they all had to grasp at them as quickly as they could. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I think that was a lot really inspired by uh, everything to everyone. Who do you think that's the best grasp? Yeah, I, I think... bet Jim. I bet Jim's, I bet Jim's quick. I, I like bet. Fox. Who do you think lost out on a straw? Steve? Ooh. I'm going to feel like uh, what happened was Jim snatched a straw right away. Yeah. And then like, and then Ed grabbed a straw, probably Ed and, Ed and Ty probably grabbed straws pretty quickly. Yeah. And then it's like Steve and Kev, like both have one end of a straw. Sure. And then Steve just like snatches it from Kev's <laughs> Kev hand. Whippers, <laughs> yeah. Like, and then like, like there's just like a, a, a red line on <laughs> Kev's palm. Cause he snatched it so quick. It cut him. Oh God. Kev, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Kevin. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he is the best. Hope we answered your question, goes, Joe. I didn't even want it anyway. 
Epo, we done did it. <laughs> we are free. One whole Epo. I'm free to ravage the earth once again. <laughs> You're free to ravage the earth. Um, the we're stars. done with everything to everyone. Oh, God. So how many more? Seven? Uh, seven more. <laughs> we're almost halfway through. <laughs> and by the time that we, by the time we're done, they will have released at least one, but possibly two more albums. <laughs> so, lucky so, 13. Uh, Next week, as a programming note, we're going to have our Everything to Everyone wrap up with mm-hmm. a very special guest that I will not spoil. A scary special guest. Brew, Count Chocula. <laughs> um, Brew? Is that what Count Chocula says? <laughs> Brew. <laughs> He's coming up with a new beer, uh, Count Chocula brand. Brew. I feel like um, breakfast cereal beers would, would be, be a good- fucking, uh, I would hate You would hate them, but yeah. like, I feel like that would be something people would buy, oh, like famous breakfast cereal. But you need to license them all. And I bet Nabisco and like they Kellogg, would never, they would never agree sully to the image of Fruit Brute by putting them on a beer. But you could, you could definitely uh, like kind of play off the name. Like oh yeah, Count Chocula Porter or something like sure. that. Sure, Fruit Brute. Uh, Count Chocolate, which is a uh, coffee porter. Yeah, but then it wouldn't taste like Count Chocula. Isn't the point that it tastes like this? No, the point is to steal the name. Brewberry? All I can think of is the word brew. I'm sorry. <laughs> Something is wrong with my brain today. Um, what's the yummy? Oh, yummy mummy. That's yeah. what it is. What's the werewolf? Oh, that's fruit brute. Okay. Fruit brute, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've named them all. <laughs> named them all. <laughs> the universal cereal Golden monsters. Crisp. A fine golden rye lager from Snape No Brewing. Do you think that the Golden Crisp bear was originally one of the monsters from the monster yeah. trilogy? Yeah. I think they were all, like, all the, the cereal mascots are monsters. Wow. Do you remember Big Mix? No. It was like this cereal that came out. I remember seeing two commercials for it. And I don't know if this is a fever dream I had as a kid, <laughs> but it was like the cereal that was like a mix of all sorts of different shit in it. And it had like the, the, the mascot was like, had like a turkey leg and like a thing, but it was from Toledo. Oh my God. I'm looking at it right now. Big mix cereal. It was promoted as a, a mixture of all of Kellogg's cereals yep. at the time. There's something like this right now called All Together. And I was mm. so excited. It's a cereal that um, whoever does Fruit Loops put out. And it was like, it's Fruit Loops. It's all their cereal, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and it's all in one box. And I was like, I must fucking eat this shit. But it turns out it's just mini bags of all those in one oh. box, well, which you can, is lame. You can pour them all into one bowl. Uh, yeah, you probably could. But this is done. The work is done for me here. <laughs> Fuck! I want this so bad. Yeah, it was here for only a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to know the 1990 Big Mix basketball commercial script? I remember it. Okay, I'll do the boy. You do Big Mix. Ready? I was shooting basketballs when I felt a wild hunger. I my had- soul! <laughs> Give me my soul! Big Mix enters screaming and bleeding. <laughs> Help me! Big Mix, the chicken- You've taken it! The chicken wolf moose pig- I know Yaki you, boy! <laughs> What's he doing in Sweet Oak? He gave me this. Oh, this is fucking bizarre. But God. I was like, Big Mix was from Toledo. I think I remember it like that. I don't know why that stuck in my head, if it's true or not. I don't- Think or it, he was like an Ohio mascot. Uh, I felt represented by the. You know f- what? It says Sweet Oak in parentheses. I wonder if they just put in a local town in this commercial. Motherfuckers. That's exactly what they did, and exactly why you thought it was a local. Those cereal. motherfuckers. <laughs> and it wasn't local. You. Toledo's not local well, to me. Like it's maybe, like on the other side of the state. You're watching a Toledo station. I don't know. Probably. Oh man, big mix. I need that shit. Um, you can rate us on iTunes. Please rate us five stars uh, for our serial podcast. The What's F- he doing in Tijuana? <laughs> Big mix. Um, we will read whatever comments you make on air. Hey, we want more ratings. That's how people find us. Um, so please rate us on yeah. iTunes. Okay, we've never asked for ratings before, so um, now we're actually asking. For- <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Pod in both places. Uh, go to the Orange Groves uh, Discord, uh, which is in the show notes. We want to talk to you. We like to talk to you. Sika likes to talk. I like to listen. 
Ev- just like Ev- on this podcast. E. Dickon and Evan Dickon and right. Sweet God Evan all like to talk yep. or listen. I mean, um, I, I don't think that those only one of those is me. <laughs> e. Dickon. Uh-huh. Sure, you're not gonna tell me. Yeah. Um, what do you have to plug this week, bud? I already did. Big mix. Thanks. I love it. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.